Hello and welcome to this uh, very special The Level Playing Field podcast. My name is Liam Bird and I'm the fan liaison officer at the organisation. You may have noticed I'm not in a studio right now. I'm currently sat on a train making my way down to Brighton to meet a Brighton Hove Albion supporter named Ed Osborne. Ed came into my life back in July 2020, a few months before football was suspended, with the Premier League releasing the following statement. Following a meeting of shareholders today, it was unanimously decided to suspend the Premier League with the intention of returning on April 4th, subject to medical advice and conditions at the time. However, football did not return on the 4th of April. It was a long time uh, till, till we saw a ball being kicked, and even longer before fans were allowed back into the stadium. During those times, there was very little sport and definitely no fans inside stadiums. We at Level Playing Field launched Talking Sport, an initiative to help reduce loneliness and isolation during the COVID-19 pandemic. We reached out to football clubs to explain that we were doing this. We also announced... Uh, on social media we were doing this as well so on July 24th I received this email from Liz who is Ed's mum Hello, I'm the mum of a disabled supporter called Edward he's 22 and a big Brighton fan he's not deaf but has profound speech impairment so we use his sign language do you have interpreters in your staff? if not I can interpret for him so I set up a Zoom call uh, with Ed and his mum Liz and we talked all things Brighton Uh, We talked about transfers, we talked about uh, the club itself, the stadium, his match day experiences. And Ed also wanted to know about my football team, Uh, so I explained that I was a Nottingham Forest fan. And he showed sympathy, which is the the usual thing that happens when you say you're a Nottingham Forest fan. But uh, we talked about football for hours, and we arranged to do it again soon in the near future. And we ended the Zoom call. Uh, Two days later, I received this email from Liz, Ed's mum. Hi, Liam. I just wanted to thank you for your time yesterday chatting to Ed about football. He loved it and it gave him a much needed boost. He's pretty isolated at the best of times, but lockdown has been really hard for him. You absolutely made a difference and we really appreciate that. So thanks again. So since July 2020, I've had dozens of chats uh, with Ed via Zoom and also now via Facebook. And over those years, we've created a real friendship, one that only football can really provide. But whenever I talked to Ed, he would always want to talk about going to a game together. He would want me to come down to Brighton and and watch a game of football. And I promised him that if my club, Nottingham Forest, ever broke their 32-year wait to get back in the Premier League, or if Brighton somehow got relegated and were in the same league, I would go and uh, I would go to Brighton and we can go watch a game together. Well, today is Tuesday the 18th of October and Nottingham Forest are playing Brighton. So I thought it'd be good to make this podcast and go down to Brighton and see Ed for the first time in person instead of just through a laptop screen. And as part of Disability History Month, I thought it'd be fun to bring you, the listener, with me to make this very special podcast. So really, this is the story of um, Ed and I. This train terminates at Brighton. Ed! I'm good, how are you? Good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you in person. Eh? You well? Eh. <laughs> so, let's get out of the road. 
good to see you. Excited. But what you're going to have to do, Ed, is wait until I have moved the microphone oh. to your mouth before you start talking. <laughs> okay. And then you need to stop talking so that I can do the interpretation. So it will actually pick you up more than Ed, as, as long as the mic's turned towards you more than Ed. So even if Ed's talking, it won't really pick him up. It will pick up you mostly. All right. Yes, um, the trouble is he's... For somebody with a profound communication disorder, it's it's, fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's let's start then. We are currently sat on the breakfast table. Got a cup of tea in front of me. Ed has finished his in a Brighton Hovalven mug. How are you, Ed? This is the first time we've seen each other like face to face. It's scary. But fun. And we're going to go watch our two respected teams this evening, uh, Brighton versus Nottingham Forest. No. It should be a good night. I mean, for you, I think, Ed, not so much for me. Um, But how how excited are you for the games this evening? Yeah, very. So I'm excited, obviously, watching this with you because we started kind of um our our relationship about two years ago two and a bit years ago because you came in contact with us well i think your mum contacted us regarding talking sport do you do you remember the first time we actually started talking ed yeah but it was a long time ago it feels weird but good at the same time so it started because on the 13th of march football was kind of cancelled for a little period of time there's you you got in contact with level well, i think you got in contact with brighton first and then through brighton they got in contact with level playing field why did you feel the need to to get in contact with us regarding talking sport so ed actually saw it um advertised on the brighton website and there was a piece saying that if fans were struggling during the lockdown, then they could get in touch with Level Playing Field and maybe have a chat and some support. And Ed was actually struggling at that time. He was finding it really hard to be away from live sport and to be at home. He was shielding as well, so he was really at home a lot without much social interaction and was finding it really hard and it was uh, impacting his mental health so he found this advertised and we uh, sent an email got in touch and um, they gave us your name so sent you an email and said Ed would love to have a chat. So when football was paused were you surprised by how much actually football was so much a part of Ed's life that it would impact his mental health in the way that it did? Yes I think we actually it had happened over a period of, well, years, and he'd become more and more involved in the team and following them and going to more and more matches. We hadn't really realised how big an impact, a positive impact it had on his life until it was suddenly taken away. Ed, how, how did you find not going to football during that period of time? <laughs> it was really, really hard. Oh, <laughs> For my mental health and for me. My high. Football's my life. 
And when it was gone, it was really hard. So a lot of people will say like football is my life and then people will kind of brush it off and go, no, no, it's not. Do you think that was the case when, when Ed was telling you like football is everything for me? Was it a case of just taking it for granted and going, yeah, no, it's not. Like there's more things out there, but clearly so important for him. That's true. We hadn't realised quite how important it was to him until it was taken away. Obviously, it wasn't just not going to football. Yeah. You know, it was not going to anything. He gets so much from football, having profound communication disorder, being able to meet up with other people and talk football gives him something in common with other people. And although he could still do that through social media, it wasn't the same as having that face-to-face contact and the uh, going to the matches as well. We're going... To, to go and watch Brighton Forest later on, Ed. And I know one of the things that you've spoken about is, is going to grab a beer and, and a pint because that's part of the match day experience. How has your match day changed, though, due to COVID? We, we, we kind of, you kind of touched on it in past conversations, but, I mean, how has it changed for you going to watch football from what it was before? I know I I I I I so now I have a wristband which shows that I have hidden disabilities, which means that I can go in and the stewards can support me and show me where to sit and help me out. And do you think you would have used that before COVID? No. Can I, can I ask why you wouldn't want to use that service? Yeah, so before uh, coronavirus, he used to find his seat, sit down, relax, have a good time. Since coronavirus, I know it sounds mad, but uh, it makes me feel anxious and sometimes I need to step back and just take time out and um, I find it a bit overwhelming sometimes. So the stewards, uh, Brighton stewards, have been really fantastic and supportive to me. Um, I went to a match with my dad, and we were sitting at the front. Um, near the fence and a goal was scored and um, other fans came rushing through and surrounded me and I got really panicky but the stewards came and 
um, blocked them, moved them away and kept me safe and I felt really safe after that. I'm interested to know this and your own opinion on how you feel COVID may have impacted disabled people in general regarding integrating into society because it seemed that COVID kind of put a block to that of if you were clinically vulnerable, you're no longer part of society at this period in time. Do you, do you think that's kind of changed now or do you still think there's that that barrier is, is there to a point? I think things were always difficult for disabled supporters, but I think great progress had been made and then COVID came and it just feels like everybody else has now thinking, oh, well, it's, we're all back to normal again. We can all just pick up where we left off. But that's not the case, uh, certainly not for Edward. He hasn't been able to just pick up where he's left off. He's got much more anxiety around um, crowds and public places. He's much more anxious than he ever was before. Obviously, he used to have some anxiety. This, this hasn't come from nowhere, but it's far more um, pronounced than it ever was. He used to just love going to the matches and have no anxiety. He used to be fine, he used to just relax and have a good time, as he said. But now he's always aware of the crowds and his vulnerability. So with that in mind, then, do you think going to football is helping or hindering? Because like, obviously it's a passion for Ed and he, and, and he clearly wants to go. But do you think it's a case that Ed is possibly sacrificing something within himself to go and do the thing that he loves? I think it really... A double-edged sword, really. It does make him anxious. But I think with the support of the club and the support from the stewards, this uh, wristband that he has that shows he has a dis hidden disability, it means that um, he can feel supported uh, in the ground and be able to enjoy the match and know that he's going to be kept safe. So he's able then, I think, to make some progress towards building his confidence for other activities outside football. <laughs> So I think it is helpful. We'll wrap up, Ed, and we'll talk a little bit later on. We'll go to the game and it'll be your <laughs> round first. And uh, we'll have a beer and a pie and we'll have another <laughs> chat if that's okay. <sighs> Thank you, Ed. Yay. Liz are currently stud in the north stand. Ed has a cider. Liz has been responsible and having a tea. I've got myself a beer here. So Ed, how does it feel when you come to, when, when you get into the stadium in the concourse and the hub of things? How does it feel? No. <laughs> It feels exciting, uh, it should be a good night, it feels inclusive, really good stadium. So how, how important is this to the match day then, like just coming here, having a beer before the game? time meeting people chatting with friends talking about the match day the lineup meeting people at half time talking about how the match is going so how how important is it then that social aspect for, for you coming to football 
For me, it's really good to come down after lockdown to be around other people. It feels so welcoming. So for you, Liz, as a mum, obviously sometimes you see barriers whereabouts Ed can't participate in what quotation marks you can't really see it as as regular activities here it seems that ed can participate he's, he's one of the boys he, he can have a beer a pint i mean how does it feel for you to to see see ed in, in this environment yeah it's lovely it's like it's great for him to he's just absolutely in his element you know he's the enthusiasm for the game and he's sharing that with everybody else so he's just the same as everybody else he doesn't have any differences no one's seeing Ed's disability they're, they're seeing the, the badge that he's wearing right now I mean is that is that why football is so important in the circumstance of there is no there should be I'm about to say level playing field but I don't know <laughs> it's just a good name uh, there is a level playing field when you come to the games yeah there's no hierarchy to it there's they're all just fans and they the, the thing that I like about football that really suits Ed is that everybody has an opinion and everybody's opinion is valid. I mean, people argue with one another. There's loads of banter, but he loves all of that. It's just, it's just all part of the fun. And so he can join in with that in the same way as everybody else. In your opinion, then, what, does, what do you think football gets right? So, inclusively, it's great. It's great for Ed to come and be same as everybody else he doesn't go to all of the matches he doesn't go to many evening matches but this will be interesting actually to see how well he copes with an evening match we'll see we'll see how that works out how, how are you feeling about being uh, one of your first evening matches in a long time Ed? <laughs> It feels good to be here at the night time. feels good to be here with everybody and it feels so welcoming. In my work, I get the opportunity to, to meet Ed and I feel like through the times that I've got to know Ed, we've become friends now. If I wasn't in my work, I probably would have never had any interaction with Ed so therefore I wouldn't really understand what Ed's matchday experience is. There's loads of people here and Ed has spoken about like having those conversations. How important do you think it is that people actually speak to Ed and understand what Ed's situation is and, and what his match day is to, to improve understanding for all the people who are under this stand right now to understand what a match day experience might be like for someone who might be a little different than them? I think that's really important. I mean, not just a match day, but just understanding a little bit more about how disabled people live their lives, how it affects them. I think unless you are in that world, unless you have contact with people, it's you just don't have that understanding. I never did before I had a son with special needs. Um, I think more is talked about it now. I think there is a bit more coverage about it now. And, you know, um, a 
podcasts like this where people can learn about how it is for other people walking in other people's shoes, other people's experiences, I think that's really valuable. And, and Ed, what does it feel for you to, to be here today and, and be with everyone else and go and watch a game? How does that feel? I it feels really good. It feels fantastic. It feels like I'm at home here, really. That's it for this part of the podcast, but we will be back because this is a two-parter. I will be going back to the Amex to talk to the club about Ed's experience at the game and what the club are doing to support disabled people returning back to football. But I would like to take this opportunity to thank Ed and Liz for letting me be a part of their match day experience and welcoming me into their home. I've no doubt be talking to Ed soon enough back on the screen. Thank you for listening to this. Uh, as I said, part two will be coming in a week's time. But until then, if you're going to a match day, uh, have a good one. Bye-bye.